Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about how sales and marketing can work together within agile frameworks, which is a very interesting topic and nothing we have talked so much about in this podcast. That's why it's so cool that we have Bethan Vincent with us here today who will talk about with us with this and she's running a marketing consultancy where she helps ambitious b2b tech companies and other clients with strategy positioning growth and of course writes and talks about these topics so with that very short introduction welcome to our podcast Bethan Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to kind of get stuck into the world of Agile and basically what I've learned working with software developers. Yes, we're so uh, interested to pick your brain about this and, and see what, what learnings you have to offer for us here today. But before we kick off and dive into that, maybe we can start off a little bit about hearing your story and what do you do and what are you up to and so forth. Yeah, of course. So um, I've been a marketer for 12 years now. Gosh, that makes me sound old. Um, kind of left university, started as a marketing assistant, which in the UK is like the lowest level of marketeer position you can get. Uh, worked my way up to marketing manager at a tech company. Then I was the marketing director of a software consultancy. And that kind of led me into wanting to work with loads of different businesses on their strategy, positioning, growth, doing kind of fractional CMO work. So as you said, kind of my primary primary focus is within B2B tech. I have a bit of B2C experience, but in my opinion, B2B is harder and more interesting because it's harder. Wow, that's interesting uh, background we have there. So, and, and very interesting for... Uh, for our audience, since we do have a lot of uh, tech company listening in to this podcast, since Bright Vision is also focused a lot around tech clients. So cool. And we start out here a little bit and we will talk about agile frameworks. Maybe we can start off defining a little bit the space that we're going to talk about. What is agile frameworks and why is that important? <laughs> yeah, of course. So um, I kind of mentioned that <laughs> I learned a lot of this from software developers. So a lot of my career before I started my consultancy was sitting within tech companies who had engineering teams and product teams and then marketing and kind of sitting in that cross-functional space where everyone was trying to work together. And what was happening was marketing wanted to work on their planned timescales. You know, we wanted to map things out a year in advance and know all of our campaigns, all of our activities. Product would get very frustrated with that because they'd be like, we don't know when we're gonna launch because the developers are working on this agile iterative cycle. And I'll get into what kind of agile means for me and I guess more widely as well. Um, but there was a lot of friction between, we were doing very waterfall and waterfall is like, you start a task, 
you do it, you move on to the next task and you know, projects can be a year long and you've mapped out what the stage is. And if you want to change pace or do something differently, you can't because you're locked into this kind of like very defined way of doing things. And yeah, product would be like, well, you know, we don't know when we're going to launch. So how can you put that into your plan? And we'd be going, well, we want to do things in our plan. So there's a lot of contention there. And then I was almost kind of seconded to work inside a product team. So I was in the marketing team and then I kind of got dropped into the product team. And that was when I started kind of experiencing this agile way of working. And really agile at the heart of it is this kind of hypothesis, test the hypothesis, build it, learn from that, and then kind of reformulate another hypothesis. It's that kind of build, test, learn, grow framework. And we hear about that. It's called different things in different spaces, but essentially that's it. And it's it's kind of having a rough kind of idea of where you're heading, but you've not predefined exactly every step or every stage to get you there. So when I was in this kind of product team, I was watching kind of the engineers do, um, so they did Scrum, which is a particular kind of flavor. It's a very prescribed way of running Agile. So when we talk about Agile with like a big A, that's the Agile process. And if you want to learn more about that, I, I could spend ages on this podcast describing it, but that's probably not a good use of our time or your time, listeners. So you can go away and research that at Lassie and have a great blog. That's probably the best resource I've found that describe it. But within Agile, you have different kind of subsets of it or methodologies. And the particular one my team I was in was working on was Scrum, which is really defined. Like there's a lot of like they have within Scrum. And again, you can go and read about this. They have things called Scrum artifacts, which are like the meetings you have and the specific processes you have to do. But at the end of the day, it is just moving fast, moving quickly, not not kind of being stuck with the process that forced you to define things a year out and learning as you go and incorporating customer feedback as you go because you might start building a feature on a website or something and you might build a little bit of it and then go out to your user base and kind of this is where the testing thing comes in and show it to them and they go, oh, that's crap. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want that. That doesn't fit us. And Agile allows you to kind of take that information and feed it back into the process instead of having to like double down and continue, essentially. So, yeah, that's quite a long winded explanation, but I'd really recommend the Atlassian blog, as I said, if you want to get into the real kind of like nitty gritty of Agile and the software engineering world of Agile. But I'm sure we'll talk about how I had to adapt what I saw in the software world to make it work for marketing, because we have a very different way of working to software engineers. I think that's fair to say. That's great and a very good explanation there. And uh, Scrum, as you said, is a, is a whole world of definitions and methodologies and titles like Scrum Masters and things like that. Yes, so very interesting. And as you say, I think a lot of marketeers, we connect Agile and Scrum exactly, as I said, to the product of, product dev and, and uh, things like that where they code things or, or work romance and things like that, but not so much in marketing. What you have done is actually you brought that method into the marketing and sales areas. And can you give us a little bit of background? Why did you come up with that idea? And, uh, and of course, how have it gone? Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said, I was working in this team, this kind of product team with developers and 
I watched as we implemented Agile in this team and we implemented Scrum and our developers went from shipping a new feature every six months mm -hmm. to doing it every six weeks. And I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. That's very fast. Mm -hmm. And I, I could kind of see how, you know, I've been in a lot of very traditional marketing teams where things moved really slowly. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a person, I don't, I don't like things going slow. I like moving fast. So I kind of was like, what, what can we take from here to put into a marketing team? And in terms of doing that, um, so Agile, you know, you have your roadmap, which like I said, is your kind of direction where you're going. And that would be almost the equivalent of your traditional marketing plan. Mm -hmm. But instead of just kind of like working through that week by week, month by month, I started doing things with my team like um, sprints. So a sprint is, it's using agile terminology, it's called a time boxed iteration, but it basically means you say, in the next two weeks, we've got a bucket of time and a bunch of tasks we need to deliver. We're gonna basically put those tasks in the bucket until it's full and commit to doing those tasks. So we're not gonna overcommit and overfill the bucket so everyone's doing too much work. We're just gonna say, this is what we're planning to deliver in those two weeks you do the two weeks and hopefully you've delivered all the stuff at the end of it. So that was kind of like V1, just having this notion of, we're not gonna try and do everything all of the time. We're going to really kind of scope our work and the tasks we're gonna deliver. And we're gonna set that off, do that sprint and review what we've done at the end and have kind of a sense check on it. So that in the agile kind of scrum process would be your review meeting essentially. So that was kind of V1. And that, that worked quite nicely. Um, the, the interesting thing for marketing is we do a lot of reactive work. So unlike a software engineer who, you know, they'll have their kind of roadmap for the next six months. These are the features we want to deliver. They are prioritized. So they know we're going to work on this one first, this one second, and we're just going to like chip away at it. What happens in marketing is, you know, you've got your little plan together, you know what you're doing. And then your VP of sales comes in and is like, Hey guys, so we've got a pitch with this client. <laughs> Can you do us a brand new deck for it? And you're like, Oh God, like, Okay, and what the sprint process and specifically kind of having this defined scope of work allowed us to do was to say to the salesperson, yes, we can do that. But we either need to take some tasks out of our bucket to fit it in, or you need to wait. Mm -hmm. It became a bit of a tool of negotiation with sales. And also because, again, this is getting to the nitty gritty of it, but when you're basically defining tasks, which are discrete pieces of work that you kind of fill up your sprint with ideally the task should be complete you should know what done looks like nothing should go into the sprint until you have and again I'm using a lot of agile terminology so listeners feel free to kind of look it up but you have something called acceptance criteria and that's the definition of done and so you've got to have all of those parts within a task or a story it's sometimes called to be able to put it into the sprint and what do sales like doing they like coming along and saying hey we want you to do this thing we're not going to tell you too much about what the brief is we're not really going to give you a deadline we want it now because they're feeling the commercial pressure on their end which is very understandable and so we could go like great yes we can fit that in this is what we're taking out. Are you okay with that? Because sometimes it's their work, other work you're removing. And also you could say to them, we also need to know what done looks like here. If you want a deck, you know, are we doing the copy for it? Is it full design? Like, you know, are there any other elements that need to go in there? Do you need new case studies to put in there? So it, it's a way of allowing you to have those conversations with sales that we all know are quite difficult. 
mm. in a way that isn't you're not saying we're not going to do this we're saying we have a process for doing this there are good reasons for that can you give us the information we need so we can run our process so uh, you have tried this in a few places and and uh, what's your experience how much your experience I, i understand that you would prefer working this way of course but how, how many gains do you see if you can get a marketing department working in in an agile way yeah so i mean i think i think the first thing to say is it doesn't happen overnight transitioning your team to this um i've got a client at the moment where we're helping the team transition to agile and it, it's taken a couple of months because it is a completely new way of working so if you're listening to this thinking like oh great we can switch to agile tomorrow and all our all of our problems will be solved that that's just not going to happen you need to give people you know it's it's culture change it's people it's process change you need to bring people along with you so but in terms of the benefits you know i, I think one of the great things is teams are more empowered to say no to people and especially when you're in in your sprint planning meeting you normally prioritize tasks because you want to do the most important thing first right and so if you've got if you're able to prioritize your work when someone comes in with a different thing you can say what priority is that is that number one priority for the marketing team if it's not it goes at the bottom and it gives you a really good way of handling those conversations again it, i think it also helps people produce work faster because you're doing a lot of the definition of done up front you know there should be a really kind of strong understanding of what a piece of work is what the deliverable is going to be you know what sign off is required what are the stages for that so it's not i'm sure you've been part of the projects where you get halfway through and, and it's like oh did we have a brief for this you know yeah, exactly yeah like who oh and like who's providing that part is that internal is that external that's all that's all front loaded so the idea is within the sprint you're just cracking on getting the work done you're removing any of those kind of barriers or obstacles and that's not to say that they don't come in occasionally i'm not going to say mm. this is a perfect process that works 100% of the time because it doesn't but it does allow you to move faster mm. and also i think that cycle of in your sprint planning meeting you're basically saying okay team what are we going to do like what's our priority what are we going to deliver mm. that like i said forces priority but the review meeting is a great chance to be like did we deliver mm. did it meet our objectives is this good enough you know do we do we show some customers and get their feedback on it before we push it live and you can kind of incorporate those learnings as you go so yeah the, the, there are challenges i've got to be really frank about that but i think the benefits are a more empowered team you move a lot faster and also you're not kind of committed to this very rigid structure where you can't change because actually a really good example of this is um when the pandemic hit right anyone with their year marketing plan for 2020 changed that yeah. very quickly and probably caught had a lot of stress about how they were going to change it especially as the situation unfolded how do they incorporate like you know travel has stopped and maybe our exposure to travel is actually 50% of our market where do we pivot to how do we switch so agile is a way of it is a process for dealing with uncertainty and ambiguity which everyone operates in it's just they try and try and pretend they don't often is what i found interesting so cool to hear uh all these things that things move faster and so on and it's almost like uh turning the marketing department into an internal agency where you have intake forms and sign offs and you know almost uh orders from external or internal clients basically 
Yeah, definitely. And also, especially if you're work, if you're a marketing team who has to work very closely with product and engineering, mm-hmm. they are probably using this process. And one, I don't know if you found this, but one of my big frustrations throughout my career has been engineering teams. And I love developers, but they are a pain in the, you know, um, not prioritizing marketing work. And that's often, it's not because they don't want to do it, although sometimes it is, it's that they it doesn't fit into their process. It's not described in a way they can understand. So if if marketing are running agile and or scrum, depending on, and the engineering team, product team are running scrum, you can actually pass work back and back and forth a lot with a lot less friction. And that's, again, a speed benefit. I think it just makes everyone's life a bit easier and you tend to find those team tensions are less strong. They're still there a little bit, but they're less of a problem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I agree. And, and uh, also, it's, it's, uh, if, if you get it into their sprint, I mean, it's there. Uh, otherwise, it's just a post-it on the desk where somebody who's not your boss asking for help, you know, it's, it's easy to ignore. Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. So if we break this down to a little bit more practical things, how long do you suggest to have a sprint for a marketing department? Yeah, so the traditional kind of software sprint cycle is six weeks. That, in my experience, is too long for marketing. Again, I think that's partly to do with the reactive nature of work and things kind of crop up and you do need to incorporate other things. So I generally, and this is what's worked for me, you might find something works differently for your team, but I found two weeks a good cadence weekly is too that your planning meeting just ends up a bit bitty your review meeting ends up a bit bitty if people are taking time off that can kind of throw things so two weeks is is definitely optimum you could extend it to three I've had one team who did it in four but we had we were in much more again I think it depends on the, the where your business is at that was in a scale up where we had a lot more kind of vision of the future where we could see further down the roadmap. So we didn't have so, there wasn't so much reactive stuff coming onto our plate because everyone was figuring stuff out. Okay. So two to four weeks, somewhere around there, depending on what kind of organization you have and so forth. That's interesting. And what kind of meeting cadence do you normally uh, implement when setting up? Do you have a daily huddle, for example, or would you like to see? Yeah. So please tell us. So yeah, definitely a daily stand-up, a daily huddle. That's normally, you know, 10 minutes um, with the team. Normally in the morning, um, you know, it's 9.30, whenever works for the team. And the, the problem with that is it tends to turn into a laundry list of, of almost like the meetings people are having that day. So you do need to be quite careful with what's discussed in that meeting. It really should just be a pulse check on everyone. Like mainly what are your blockers? Is there anything this team altogether can do to kind of remove those for you? then you would have, when you kind of start the sprint, you'd have your sprint planning meeting. That's when you're deciding uh, what tasks you're gonna put into the sprint, you're gonna commit 
basically is the kind of terminology what in what priority order are they going to be um it's a little bit different for marketing teams when running a sprint because the idea in the software engineering work is they put a load of tasks into a sprint and anyone should be able to pick them up obviously marketing we're in, well engineers are specialized but i'd argue marketing teams are generally even more specialized you're not going to have your you know uh, technical seo picking up a kind of pr task necessarily so you sometimes just assign people to those tasks beforehand so everyone knows who's doing what and check that each individual team member isn't too overloaded because if you have you know say 20 marketing um, PR tasks and only one PR person within the company they're not going to get that done which defeats the purpose of the sprint so that's the sprint planning with the review that would be at the end of your two weeks. Um, I've always found it and again this is personal preference but quite nice to do on a Friday afternoon it's quite a good close to the week style thing. Um, you can do demos. So within, again, going back to the software engineering way of doing things, generally in a review meeting, the team members would demo their pieces of work. So they might be like, hey, look, I'm going to bring up the button I've built. I'm sure it's more complex than that normally, but <laughs> for any software engineers that are listening, I know you don't just make buttons, but they demo that. <laughs> in marketing it might be you know this is the piece of content we've written and the team will kind of go through that and almost kind of sign it off yeah that's done great perfect we can close that task mm. um and that that that's pretty much as mm. much as you need in my experience you might have um beforehand a prioritize <laughs> a pre-spent planning meeting that's more about prioritization and that might be just the kind of senior marketing team coming together and just deciding like what are our priorities especially if you've got a lot of moving parts um so again one of my clients you know we have an embedded product team within the marketing team which it, it works it's there for a reason but we have to negotiate with product because mm. there's marketing priorities and product priorities and we're kind of like mm. hey who's who ticks priority in these tasks so yeah that that can you might not need that but that is a useful thing to add in if you're in that situation uh awesome do you need any systems in order to track on everybody's task do you use asana or some other tools or what do you what do you suggest yeah well I, honestly you could do it with trello you know you don't you could do it in a spreadsheet i'm not recommending that but you could um it, it's anything where you can just have tasks um you can get into the realm of time tracking so in the planning meeting you might say this task write this blog post we estimate is going to be eight hours and then during the sprint, you know, someone would kind of say it actually took me six or it took me 12. So you can incorporate that. And that's where things like um, you know, Asana, Monday, um, even Jira, if you I, I don't like Jira, but, you know, you could go there. If, you, if you're embedded in an engineering team, it's sometimes better to go with the tool they're using just for kind of ease. Um, GitLab is it is amazing for marketing teams, I would say, if you're in a software led organization that uses that. Um, but what it's whatever suits the team. The tool is only as good as the people using it. So try not to get too hung up on, are we using the right tool? Because you can switch. It's a bit of a pain, but you can if you need to. Yeah, yeah. But if nothing else is in place, start with Trello. Maybe that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And how do you measure success? What KPIs should you look for in order to know that things are moving in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, if you're doing things like like uh, time tracking estimates, you don't have to track on time. You could do people use T-shirt sizes or story points or things like that. You can look at basically the velocity of your sprint. So mm -hmm. are you doing the work in the sprint as fast as you thought you would? Are you getting through those tasks? Um, I've always felt like the, the, okay, the KPIs are 
the KPI, any KPIs promoting team. It's not necessarily that like, you shouldn't be getting gold stars because you did your sprint perfectly and closed off all the tasks. It's what's the impact on the actual marketing KPIs. Like, how have you impacted revenue? Mm-hmm. How have you impacted, you know, micro conversions or all the macro kind of revenue conversions? Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, like, don't get fixated on tracking the process. The, the process is working towards your goals which you you'll know as a team won't you you know is it is it mqls sql signups yeah yeah interesting and when do you have the strategic discussions you know um if you don't have a quarterly plan or half year plan when do you lift up things like you know this product area is really going bad we need to do something here and when do you start you know implementing that into the sprint schedule yeah, so I think you need you need a report a reporting cadence that sits alongside this. I've always felt that that is the responsibility of obviously the team to report back on their areas, but really kind of the head of marketing, marketing director, CMO should be driving that process, reviewing mm-hmm. the numbers. Um, and then I'm not saying don't have a plan here. You you will have a roadmap and that that will be kind of defined by your strategic objectives, what your strategic drivers are. And then that should be reviewed. And again, that's probably more the job for the strategy people within the business to review that and then feedback to the team of, on like Q1. Like these are our kind of, this is our roadmap. These are our themes. This is what we're trying to achieve. Go, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I think people can sometimes see agile as a way of not having a strategy because you're making it up as you go. It, it's not that you need that strategy piece done and defined. And it, it, but it needs to evolve as you go as well. So, you know, then that's where reporting comes in, like actually looking at the data, getting the insight. But what people miss out is the taking the action part. Like you said, like if we haven't hit our numbers, okay, what are we going to do? Then it's time to reformulate the plan, reformulate the roadmap, go back to the team, like look at things in more detail. That's awesome. That's great. And uh, yeah, so that's how you connect the strategic with the more tactical sprints and getting things done focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, for me, strategy doesn't need to be pages and pages of documents and yeah. all of that stuff. It, it's you're literally saying, you know, and if you forgive the terminology, it's probably not the right time to talk about things in this way, but you've got your battlefield, mm. you know you know what winning looks like, Mm. you only have so many troops, where are you going to put them that's going to give you the best chance of success? Mm. You know, that's essentially what strategy is for me. It's it's working out like in what way are we going to win? And Mm. then the roadmap is how are we going to make sure we win? So super interesting, uh, Bethan, to, to hear your insights on this. I know you're a busy person, you're running your own business and have a lot of things going on. So thank you so much for generously sharing your insights here. And last but not least, if our listeners want to know more about Agile Frameworks and about you, Bethan, where can we send them? Yeah, of course. So yeah, it's um, I'm just right on my website, which is bethanvincent.com. Very nice and easy. Um, so yeah, I'm on Twitter under at Beth and Vincent on LinkedIn, Beth and Vincent. That's pretty much a name you need to remember and you'll find me. But yeah, I do. I've got a, a kind of very detailed blog post on my site about implementing Scrum for marketing. So if, if you kind of wanted a bit more context that we didn't have time for today, that's probably where to head and the Atlassian blog, as I mentioned. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Bethan. This was so interesting. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.